Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to this NXT breakdown and review. We've got quite a bit to go through. This was a pretty stacked show and uh, as we said, lots to talk about. We started with a really fun match actually. We got Carmelo Hayes taking on Apollo Crews. There were chants of this is awesome and this crowd were awesome actually. They were a really good crowd, so much better than the crowd that we got on Raw that were quiet and at times I thought had left the building. Uh, this crowd were so much more involved and it really helped the show. So uh, good open, good first match. Um, we would see Trick Williams getting involved, of course. Uh, that distraction allowing Carmelo to get the victory. This resulted in Axiom coming out. He would launch himself onto Trick and Carmelo. Uh, it was already announced that Trick was going to be taking on Axiom. And we actually went straight into that match. There was quite a few examples of this tonight where we were just going from one thing straight into another. Uh, we would see it later with the women's battle royal announcement going straight into Isla Dawn against Albafire. So there was quite a few moments like that where we would just flow into the next segment. So uh, we did get that match next, and uh, it was a pretty straightforward win for Axiom over Trick Williams. Uh, this match nowhere near as long, nowhere near as good uh, as the one that opened the show. After this, we went to a backstage segment, and we saw Dijak uh, talking to Stax. You might remember that Dijak had kidnapped Stax last week and dragged him away. And so here we were seeing uh, Stax tied up and uh, he had like a, a black eye. And uh, basically Stax said, look, let's have a one-on-one -on -one match uh, and we can sort this out in the ring. Uh, Dijak agreed to that. And uh, so the match was made. Uh, we went to uh, that match and uh, I can tell you that Dijak picked up that victory. Tony would challenge Dijak for next week. So uh, not much to that uh, match between Dijak and Stax. Uh, Tony, though, would challenge Dijak, and that has made a pretty big match for next week's New Year's Evil. Then we went to this segment. This was uh, Toxic Attraction in the ring. They were just talking about how they're going to make their own decisions in 2023. Obviously, no Mandy Rose around anymore. I did hear that she'd made a million dollars now uh, since leaving WWE, which is pretty stunning. Uh, so uh, she is doing all right for herself. But uh, that leaves these two to pick up the pieces of uh, Toxic Attraction. Uh, they were saying that they've got their sights set on one person, and that one person is Roxanne Perez. But they're not alone because out came Indy Hartwell. And Indy Hartwell said that she was going to try and finish uh, off Toxic Attraction. She had her sights set on Toxic Attraction. There needs to be some new blood now at the top of the cards. It seems like the fact that Mandy has dropped the title has kind of given all of the women this, this lift. They're all looking at Roxanne as being, I think, a weak, potentially weak champion. She's unproven, and she's not been in NXT very long. So you could certainly understand why some like Indy Hartwell would fancy her chances against Roxanne Perez um, and the likes of Zoe Stark, etc. So uh, we saw Indy come out 
saying that uh, she uh, thinks there should be some new blood at the top of the cards uh, and referenced herself. Then we got Cora Jade coming out, basically saying the same thing. Then we got Nikita Lyons. All of these women look in amongst the crowd, which is uh, kind of fun. You can see that guy in the background uh, had a great seat, had a great view. He seems to be very happy with how his evening has played out. Uh, then we got Zoe Starks. She came out in the crowd as well. Uh, then we got Wendy Chu. All of these women kind of going back and forth. Lots of verbals being exchanged. None of them really getting tons of time to say anything. Just quick little promos. Um, and then we got my favorite, Thea Hale. Love, love, love this woman. And uh, she then... Uh, uh, said that she was obviously interested in uh, being involved. Then we got this massive brawl. All the women and other women came down from the backstage area. We got this big brawl in the ring. It was quite exciting. Uh, and then Roxanne Perez came out. Perez came out and basically said, look, girls, you don't need to be fighting each other like this. Next week, I've just had it confirmed, we're going to do a battle royal. 20-woman battle royal next week. Winner will face. Roxanne at Vengeance Day. So uh, already on this show, we've had a couple of matches made for next week. As we said, next week is a themed show. It is going to be a show uh, called New Year's Evil. We've seen it before. It's, uh, it's, it's a normal NXT episode, but it's just they try to make it feel that little bit special. And uh, in all fairness, a battle royal is a good way of doing that. So I like this. I like this. As we said... All this brawling was going on, and Albafire and Isla Dawn, they got into a brawl. Their brawl continued, and we just went straight into their match. So uh, we were backstage. This was a bit strange. They were fighting backstage. Here you can see, look, Kaylee Ray, or Albafire, as she's known, uh, on the top of a load of chairs and canvases and lighting rigs and all of this. She pushes Isla Dawn down. As Isla Dawn goes down, we get this camera shot, which I have no idea where that's come from. Like, there is clearly no camera and uh, no cameraman uh, that's taken this shot. Now, whether there's a camera that just happens to be on the roof that can zoom down and actually capture this shot, I have no idea. I don't think so. Um, I think that uh, this was a pre-filmed uh, segment that was like inserted in. This whole backstage brawl might have been recorded like earlier in the week or earlier in the day. It's not a big problem, but it was something that just stood out to me as to how was we getting that shot when literally the second before there was no cameraman or camera that was there. So that was just something that uh, stood out. Uh, then she loaded her into a wheelbarrow, uh, took her out to the ringside area. The match would continue around the ringside area. Of course, there'd be loads of weapons and things that were involved. And um, this is another weird moment in this match. I think this match had some nice moments, but I don't get this. I really don't get this. I struggled with this during the watch along. The reason why I struggle with this is I don't know if this was intentional. I feel like it was. I feel like this was meant to happen, but I, I, I don't know why. Um, basically, they were fighting and they had been fighting and everything had been going fine. It was a proper match, street fight, brawl, weapons, all that stuff. 
Then she gets put onto this table. And you can see this moment if you are watching this on YouTube. She, she looks up. Albafire has climbed up the top of the ring post. She is, she is alert. She has even gotten herself up to a position where she could get off this table. She decides to lie back down. She lies back down and takes the, uh, I think it was a senton or something from uh, Albafire. She takes the move seemingly willingly. She willingly takes the move from Albafire. Now, what I'm struggling with is why would she do that? Like they had been fighting. So why would she now all of a sudden sacrifice herself? Um, but the other thing is, I don't know if it's not a botch. I don't know if we were maybe not meant to see this. And maybe she was just meant to be motionless. I don't know. Uh, because the camera was right there and because she pulled this face, I sort of feel like this was meant to be part of the match. But I can't understand why she would want to sacrifice herself like this. Why? I mean, she was trying to win this match. So why did she all of a sudden decide to take this move? Because it wasn't long after this that she would lose the match. Uh, still holding on to her stomach uh, as a result of uh, that move that she'd taken on the outside. So it really feels like that was the turning point of the match. And I just, I'm really struggling with the psychology of it. I just don't get it. I just don't understand why she did that. And um, it makes it hard to like love this match. Because there's just a bit of confusion around it for me. So, yeah, uh, let me know in the comments as to why you think she did that. There was people in the uh, live watch along that was saying that, well, you know, we have seen other people sacrifice themselves. You know, uh, J.D. McDonough sacrificed himself against Bron Breaker. The point I made to that, though, was if my memory serves me correctly, I think J.D. had tried everything. And I think had come to the realization he was not going to win that match. And so I think he just wanted the match to end. I didn't get that vibe from Isla Dawn. I didn't get the same impression that she'd tried everything and that she felt that this was a lost cause. I didn't get that vibe. So that doesn't quite work for me. I know we're spending a long time on this, but uh, it was the key part of this match. And this was one of the bigger matches on this week's show. Either way, Albafire picks up the victory. And uh, I'm interested to know where we're going to go from here. Then we got a quick little match. This was Oro Mensa taking on Javier Bernal. Oro Mensa picking up the win. Then we got uh, Gulak taking on Andre Chase. There had been a little moment earlier in the show where Gulak was just questioning if Chase University were soft. And uh, Andre Chase was very upset about that. And so these two had a match. Here you can see Gulak winning with the Gulak. And uh, yeah, that was a good win for uh, Drew. Drew did not release this hold straight away. And that was something that Hank Walker actually picked up on later. Because um, Hank Walker is a face. Gulak is a face, but he does have a bit of a heel tendency. And so uh, Hank Walker was just saying, like, you do realize you didn't release that hold straight away. And Gulak was like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So it does feel like there's a turn coming. Uh, then we got what I thought was the main event. 
uh, at this point, like there was about 20 odd minutes left in the show and we got Kofi against Joe Gacy. There had been a little moment earlier in the show. It was kind of fun, actually, where uh, basically Schism went up to New Day and said, you've not spoke to us. And uh, Xavier was like, of course, we've not spoke to you. You look like rejects from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So uh, there was some nice stuff back and forth. Um, and uh, basically, this led to a one-on-one match between Joe Gacy and Kofi. Uh, match was okay. Didn't really stay very long. Ava Rain got involved a little bit. You can sort of see the reaction from the crowd. I mean, the crowd were excited to see Kofi, but um, the match itself wasn't really anything that memorable. Kofi picking up the victory. Then we went backstage. This is the moment where uh, we saw Charlie Dempsey. Charlie Dempsey is going to have a match next week against Hank Walker. Uh, So that match was made for next week. Then we got uh, this between the New Day and Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly said that they're going to have a gauntlet match against three other teams. And uh, if they win, then they want a shot at the titles. New Day agreed. So I think that that's what we're going to see now. We're going to see Pretty Deadly go in a gauntlet match. I think they'll win that gauntlet match. And maybe we're going to look at putting the belts back onto Pretty Deadly. I don't think New Day are sticking around in NXT very long. Not with it being WrestleMania season and Rumble coming up and all of that. So perhaps we're looking at these belts going back onto Pretty Deadly, maybe at Vengeance Day. That would probably make sense. So, uh, yeah, they've got a gauntlet match next week. And then we went to our main event. There is one other thing just to talk about. There is an NXT anonymous person. Uh, someone is filming backstage. Uh, we saw Caden Carter, Katana Chance. They were in a medical. Uh, couldn't quite make out what they were saying, but some anonymous person was uh, filming them. Um, I don't know that this is going to be anything significant. I don't know that this is going to lead to Sonya Deville or you know Dana Brooke or something like that. Um, it could just be a way of bringing in someone we've not seen before. So it's hard to know how big that actually is. But uh, it was shown during the show. Um, so we'll have to see. I, we should find that out maybe next week. Uh, and then our main event was the Grayson Waller effect. And this was Grayson Waller, Bron Breaker, face-to-face. This felt a little bit flat, to be honest. Uh, there was a couple of lines that I liked. Basically, Grayson said, you're nothing but an overrated champion that's basically... Uh, rehashing, living off his dad's gimmick, which I kind of thought was nice. That was a nice line. Um, Yeah, so a little bit of back and forth. Of course, it ended in a brawl, and it ended with Bron standing tall. And uh, there you can see people getting up and walking out in the background, uh, knowing that they'd seen the end of the show, basically. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it was all right. I I feel like there was definitely a lot that happened within two hours. I don't know if there was anything major. I don't know if there was anything that people are going to be chatting about and there's going to be like a big buzz about. I, I don't, I think that NXT is missing that. It, it really could do with like either a killer storyline or a big mystery or something along those lines. It doesn't really have, it has lots of talking points, lots of things that happen. Uh, they're constantly moving stories forwards. Is there anything massive that happens, though? I'd have to say this week, no. But 
next week is New Year's Evil. So uh, high hopes that we could get something very tasty next week. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give this maybe like a six, seven, five, something like that. It's close. It's fairly close to raw. I think the crowd were better. Um, but I think like this felt like a bit of a weekend in for me. A bit of a weekend in. Yeah, it could have done with something a bit more impactful. But um, hey, it is what it is. We move on to New Year's Evil. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Appreciate the support as always. And I'll see you again next time. Bye for now.